It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. This week, we're talking about lies TV and movies made us believe. I'm Candace, and with me today is Vanessa. Hey, hey Vanessa. Hey. And Arzu. Hi. The way I came up with this idea is after watching Schitt's Creek. Have either of you guys seen that show? I no. have seen the first season and a bit of the second, and there's just, I don't know what it is about season two that I just need to like get through because I know it gets better. But I have it does. a very ours, hard. You have yeah, to watch like, it. They they like film this, you know, less than an hour from where I live. I truly have no <laughs> excuse. But... Exactly, you live this. <laughs> no. Well, what I'm afraid of is they have such a distinctive way of speaking, and then I like have all this podcast stuff, and I'm afraid I'm going to pick up on it and just start talking like Alexis on everything oh. I do. And I totally did that after I binge watched the whole series for a little bit. And if you can tell on which episodes, good for you. But. They have an episode where it's not really spoilers, but they go to a escape room mm-hmm. and the father, Johnny Rose, is expecting a phone call and he has to give their cell phone because they don't want them to cheat. And they're acting like they're actually trapped into the escape room. Before I did an escape room, I literally thought they would lock you in. <laughs> <laughs> because so many sitcoms, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Two Broke yep. Girls, every sitcom did an escape room episode because it's hijinks and hilarity, you know, kind of thing. And they all act like you were trapped. And so me, with my severe agoraphobia, was like, I am never doing this. Until my friend Molly got a job at an escape room and she's like, I need to test this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get over my fear because Molly's going to be at the camera. So I have like this like backup. And then there was like no lock on the door. And she's like, Candace, that would be a fire hazard if we locked people (laughs) in a room against their will. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Still just kind of a little bit floored since you mentioned two broke girls. But anyway, I'm getting past it. I love Pat Dennings. I'm not ashamed of my love of Kat Dennings. Vanessa, do you not like Two Broke Girls? Oh, my God. I, it I was can't. like a show that my sister and I watched together. Stop it. All right. All right. You're allowed, you're allowed to like what you like. I just can't stand it. Kat Dennings is going to be in Wanda and Vision that comes out this month, which Arzu and I will be covering on the Geeky Waffle. Of course, it's a Geeky Waffle because that's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm wondering, guys, what things did you also believe? Please embarrass yourselves so right. I feel better. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the one that I that told um Candace earlier, which is something that I didn't know until way later than I probably should have. So um, <laughs> That's the best kind. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> I always <laughs> I took all of their the information that they put forward kind of at face value because I don't know anything about dinosaurs and, and science. So I the, the biggest thing for me is that I really thought that all of the dinosaur facts, quote unquote, that they were saying were true. Yeah. So like I thought that T-Rexes would not be able to see you if you don't move. Uh, I I thought that that was just a true fact about dinosaurs until somebody was like, well, wait a second. Do you actually believe that all the dinosaur facts in there were facts? Because stuff like that, they wouldn't know. And it was like one of those glass shattering moments where I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) And uh, so I was like, oh, my God, now I need to go back and rewatch it and just kind of you know, like, just think think again about every single thing in here that I thought was true that 
probably is not true. Because, you know, I thought, I also thought velociraptors were that big. They're not that big. They were like, are they not actually that big? No, they were way smaller. Oh my God. I also thought they were that big until this very second. Well, because like this is, you know, this is like your top, you know, your, your top like reference on dinosaurs. If, if you don't actually like, if you're not actually like super, super into dinosaurs, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, they're just that big. No, they're not that big. And, you know, the cloning technology, even though I didn't necessarily like believe it, I also didn't second guess it. Right. <laughs> just like, oh yeah, that that sounds that sounds legit. What a what a or an interesting and and really brilliant idea. But yeah, no, that Oh, Vanessa, when you brought that up, I started looking into it more and apparently like Amber can't hold DNA for that long. Yeah. Well, I'm I sure. would hope not. <laughs> I was also, like, like <laughs> it, like it's fossilized, so it's like in there deep, right? Yeah. Uh, there's there's just a lot that I'm not proud of about that movie, but I, but I still you know I love it. It's a great movie. Just definitely um, steered me wrong in a lot of different ways. Science fiction. <laughs> Science fiction. Yes. You know what happens in like Jurassic World? It kind of covers their tracks with that. Like it not being accurate is that B.D. Wong's character, who I can never remember his name, but he's That's like okay, evil. we all know. Yeah, we all know who he is. We know he's a doctor. He said they do like DNA manipulation to make it look like what we think what dinosaurs should be or make them more terrifying and stuff like that. So they're like, yeah, we got that wrong on purpose. No. Yes. That's ridiculous. They're just trying to they're trying to backtrack because they well, start movie is so ridiculous. Wrong. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> but I kind of love them anyway, because they are so stupid and ridiculous <laughs> and make no sense. Yeah, but that was that's my big one. I mean, I have some other stuff that I'll go that, that I can go into, but I would like to hear some other things. Maybe Arzu, you can say yeah. one of yours. So mine is is less extreme, but when I was younger, I watched a lot of like, you know, 90s like teen rom-coms and stuff like that. So I went into high school with the very firm idea that I could not attend a school dance unless I had a date. And it's not that like, (laughs) it was like, you know, socially I was expected to have it. I just thought like you were not allowed to buy a ticket if you didn't have a date. So when I went to my new school in 10th grade, because like the school is out of ninth grade was so small, we didn't really, like nobody had a date to the dance because there were like 10 kids in my grade total. So that was like, whatever. Yeah. By the time I went to my new school, like, you know, a class of 300 kids and whatever, I missed the first big dance of the year. And then one of my classmates like, why weren't you there? I'm like, well, I didn't have a date. And she's like, what does that mean? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I couldn't go. I didn't have a date. She's like, you do not need a date to go to the dance. And then I was like, well, so I think (laughs) didn't miss the dance after that. But that was why I didn't go to the first one. I think there's a lot I think there's a lot of stuff like that where like we were very unprepared for for high school um based on the shows that we watched. Oh like, yeah. Based on the Sweet Valley High book. I thought I was going out clubbing every night in high school. <laughs> yeah, or that everybody was just going to be around the corner ready to tempt me with like drugs and alcohol and I'm just like some people did have that experience, but it seemed like it was just like this is just what it, what it is. This is high school. I thought the mean kids would be a lot meaner. But then again, this might have just been my high school. But like the, you know, the popular kids mm-hmm. and the A students and the student council kids and like the kids who partied all the time were the same kids. Right. And they were nice <laughs> to everybody. Like, yeah, I thought it was going to be way more cliquish. And like, of course, there's there's like friend groups, but it wasn't that whole thing of like, you know, I feel like I feel like the middle school experience was way more 
of the quote-unquote oh, yeah. high school experience than the yeah. high school was. Because all least... middle school kids are watching the high school movies thinking that this is what they have to prepare for. And then they get to high school and everybody's just like, I don't have the energy for this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is just too much. I have, I have like actual, you know, deadlines that I need to meet right now. <laughs> We're trying to get to college, guys. Yeah. We have the so... SATs. I'm stressed. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that def- is the case for a lot of those shows. And I think that it, it definitely carries on for, for real life, quote unquote, in general. Because, you know, after watching Friends for so long, I really thought New York was going to be this super like magical land um based i mean like at least as far as like they had they would have awesome apartments and they don't have awesome apartments they try to explain it away by saying like oh yeah the you know i I couldn't afford a place like this but it's still in my grandmother's name and blah blah i'm still like this is still a really freaking awesome place giant giant and most of their their apartments most of their apartments were really great. I think they're, I mean, like Joey and Chandler's were like meh, like that was kind of like mornier, but still pretty big, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I went to New York when I was 12 or 13 during spring break. My cousins lived up there and I was like, I was ready for some exciting stuff to happen. And I still love the trip and I got to see all these cool places. And I drank a lot of Starbucks, which made me feel super cool at 12. Oh yeah. Always. You can like, you can, you just like, you know, drink your Starbucks while you're looking across the street at the other Starbucks. and <laughs> Exactly. And yeah, I just, I thought it was going to be a lot more glamorous. Yes, I agree with that. And I, you know, I love New York anyway, just because of a lot of different experiences I had there. But I think just the whole, the whole like space issue really, I mean, it's not something you you see on TV shows or movies. Like, I think they've, they've, they've done it a little bit more nowadays. But definitely back when we were when we were growing up, it was all just like, yeah, exactly. Big, glamorous, like blah, blah, blah. And then you get there and you're like, oh, my God, everything's tiny. I feel very I feel very claustrophobic right now. (laughs) It's like all the musty TV NBC sitcoms were all in New York City in like before 2000. And they were all filmed on a soundstage in L.A. Right. So they're just so spacious. Like, let me tell you about the, the real New York uh, apartment hunting experience. The first place that I that I saw when I when we were when we were going to live there, um, the first place we we checked out was uh, what they call a two bedroom convertible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we had no idea what the hell that meant. And we walked in and uh, it was like there was one bedroom and there was like a living room that was basically a box size and uh you know tiny little kitchen tiny little bathroom and they're like we're like wait okay so this is two bedroom convertible what is that like we don't understand where's the second bedroom they're like oh yeah well you can make the living room the second bedroom we're like okay no another one this one was one of my favorites is that we went in and it was two bedrooms and one and a half bathrooms the half bath first of all the full full bathroom was in one person's bedroom so like if you Second, the the half bath was just a shower. No toilet? No toilet. Just a shower. I honestly thought you were going to say that like the toilet was in the kitchen or something. No. Although the the half bath shower was right next to the kitchen. (laughs) Great. That's great. It's like a toddler designed that. I'm like, okay, New York, you're, you're weird. So a lot of the ones that I found out like have to do with like action movies that people like generally believe. Like in every action movie, people just knock people out. Right. Have away. you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of killing them. Yeah. But that actually creates like brain damage if someone is like made unconscious. I've always wondered that when people yeah, when people are like basically just bludgeoned. Yes. <laughs> not only not only like does it knock them out and like not kill them? But I'm going, you know, the human head is so hard that like I feel like it would take more than one 
blow to the head to knock you out like that. Maybe. Yeah, people will just like punch people and they'll be like, like nobody oh, ever no. tries to like struggle back up and then give up. It's just like one knock and they're down. They're Actually, out. no, it depends on the action movie because also there are the, the ones where like you get hit like a billion times and yet somehow you still yeah, you are able to get right. up. I was talking to ours. It was like, you know how like Batman is like, I don't kill anybody. And <laughs> that's one rule. But he'll like knock out. Yeah, it's just like I just want to maim people or exactly. like give them severe concussions. I don't kill anybody, but I severely <laughs> damage their quality of life. Like, thanks, Batman. Now they have medical bills for the rest of their life that they cannot afford. And Bruce Wayne is not going to pay for those. No, he is not. Also, sometimes like the heroes will knock out like their friends or family to be like to stop them from doing something or so they can go and sacrifice themselves. That's like severely injuring a person you care about. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess some people might do that. <laughs> Jeez, Vanessa. No, no, I'm not saying I would. I'm okay. just... <laughs> no, wait, no. <laughs> we have this all I'm recorded. Not I'm not saying I would. I'm just saying like, I guess some people might do that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I forget which shows I've seen it on, but they do it. Also, you see, like, the action heroes, like, dual-wielding guns, and it looks super cool. Yes. They got yeah. a, a gun in both hands, and they're just shooting, and actually, like, that's really bad and impractical. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I'm sure that some people can, – can some people do that? I'm sure they can, but, like, I – yeah, as far as, like, general use of weaponry, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever shot a gun before, but, like, the actual, like – you know you have to have you you have a particular in order to, to make the most efficient shot you have to have a particular stance you have your um you you hold the gun a particular way with both hands and there's kickback so like you have like these two <laughs> two guns in the hands and like you're just like going i don't i don't even know how you would aim that way yeah that's i Maybe just they don't say, care what they hit yeah that's true i mean they're not factoring in the kickback but if they're just like i'm just gonna fire these two guns and hope it hits yeah, I'm just thinking like Star Wars, at least the animation, like a lot of the characters will have like two guns and they'll just be shooting, shooting, shooting. But I guess like if you have like a bunch of droids in front of you, doesn't matter. Well, plus, plus, if it's Star Wars, I mean, Star Wars has, I feel like they have a little bit different like weaponry technology, you know? Or... Yeah, they're laser What's guns. the Stormtroopers excuse? They've only got one gun, both hands, <laughs> and they still can't hit anything. <laughs> really terrible training. <laughs> I, I had, like, I... very specific concerns based on movies, but nothing, yeah. like, that I think was universal. Well, no. What are your specific concerns? Okay. I don't know if this really fits the question, but I I don't know what movie this was. It was, like, a cartoon I saw as a kid where this, like, you know how people, like, when they're asleep, you have to make sure you're, like, all tucked in under your blanket so the demons don't get you? Sure. <laughs> Just me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like mine comes from this cartoon I saw as a kid where something did bite this little girl and she just, I don't know. It's what, a Nutcracker like, movie. It was a, it was it a Nutcracker was, cartoon and a rat came and bit yes! her toe. Oh my God. That was it. Yes. Yeah. That and then she like, went crazy child. or something. So yeah. like, I thought this was a legit concern that this might actually happen to me. And I swear part of this carries over to this day. Oh my God. The fact that somebody else knows what I'm talking about. 
I thought no. this was a fever dream when I was thinking about it last night. I'm like, did no. you just make this up? But no. It's it's a Nutcracker cartoon. Let me just look it up really. Oh, my God. Candace, it traumatized me. No. <laughs> it's the 1990 The Nutcracker Prince. And, oh, Peter O'Toole is voiced in it. So is Keith or Sutherland. But anyway, so like a princess gets bit by the Rat King and... Or it goes crazy, right? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, her foot is out. And I was like always scared to like leave my feet out. Yeah. So this was – granted, it's not a lie because it is a cartoon and it's a fantasy. But it definitely was something that a, that a movie convinced me could was happen. Real? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like maybe – like I don't know. Mice are real. Rats are real. So who yeah. knows? So that's my that's my irrational <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I told you it was rational and bad. No, I had the same fear, Arzu. That movie freaked me out. Oh, my God. Like, I think I saw it, like, once, and I'm like, that that's enough. We don't need to watch this again. <laughs> oh, man. So, have you guys watched the YouTuber Legal Eagle? No. I have. So, he's a lawyer who will go through movies and just, like tell you like why they're wrong and i highly suggest watching his he does like home alone and like all the crimes that even like kevin committed is kevin and the mother oh, jail for a long, yeah, long no, time like i actually thought about home alone when, when when i thought about this topic just because i i think like as a kid i just like saw all of the stuff that he was able to do in like what like an hour in order yeah. to set that up and i was like yeah totally totally legitimate sure yeah. Also, that is murder, <laughs> attempted murder, Kevin. <laughs> but the things that he brings up with, like, the courtroom scenes is, like, you can't, like, walk around the courtroom and approach the judge without permission. Go to the jury box. You have to stay behind your table. Yeah. 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 That's that's another thing is, like, all of the courtroom drama, like, all the courtroom dramas and then also all of the uh, medical dramas has just made me believe that, like, you know those jobs are exactly as they're portrayed on tv and they're way not like i don't know how. yeah like if you think about like lawsuits and or just like a court date and stuff like that like that stuff takes forever years to go through sometimes and a lot of like the lawyers courtroom antics would get them disbarred so quickly i was so disillusioned in high school they took us on a field trip to like the the courthouse in toronto and unless it's like a really sensitive case like the public can just walk in and yeah and listen mm -hmm. so they're like yeah here are the cases you guys can go see just pick one you can go watch one do whatever so we were on a on like a pretty serious sort of case i i don't know if the guy had had like assaulted with a weapon or maybe he was accused of killing someone probably not they wouldn't have let us in that one. I don't know. But the, the crime was like fairly serious. And the entire hour we were sitting in there was the lawyers trying to reschedule another oh meeting so they could just like like for the next court date. So it was just oh them with God. their day timers. <laughs> and going like, well, Tuesday doesn't work for me. Could we do it on this day? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this was the most interesting case on the docket today. And this is what we're talking about. It's also like when you get to jury duty, they have to remind you that CSI, the TV shows, aren't real. So it's like right. over in like a day. Yeah, because people like believe like, oh, let's just zoom in on an image and it will be clearer or that there's going to be definite DNA evidence everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Or that there were cam or that there were cameras like on every single like part of this block that we can just use, you know. 
like that yeah some of that does exist but i'm just saying that like i mean some of all of this does exist but it's just always like they always have exactly what they need in order to do this like like i get that they probably have higher tech for like zooming in on an image than like we would on on our computers or whatever but i don't think you could zoom into like a long distance shot all the way into someone's face and have it be high definition no i don't think anybody has that kind of tech Oh, there's, like, a bunch of, like, police stuff in fiction. Like, cops don't have to read you your rights when while they're handcuffing you. They have to read you some rights after you're arrested, but it's usually never when they handcuffed you, like they do in all the movies. Didn't the Nancy Drew movie point that out? The really? one with Emma Roberts? Nancy Drew. I think I so. She that. was, like, maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but she was, like, on a – she was walking past a movie set, and they had that going on, and she, like, stopped the director to correct him. Oh, my God. Also, have you guys seen the Martin Scorsese film Departed? I haven't. Okay, so it's pretty much like wait, the the Departed. Yeah. Yes, I have. Okay, yeah. So it's like a Boston crime drama, and it's pretty much all the characters being like, "Are you a cop?" I can't yeah. do a Boston accent. Where's Brie? Um, but it's just them screaming at each other, "Are you a cop?" And a lot of people believe that if you ask an undercover police officer if you're a cop, they have to tell you yes or no. Right, exactly. And that <laughs> is not, that not true. completely defeat the purpose of being an undercover cop. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's it's also like a quick way to get killed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what are you doing? <laughs> otherwise you just ask everybody you meet if they're a cop and they're like damn it i can't lie and then they just like why why would that be a thing yeah i don't know why but that's like something that was in that movie walking in their uniform you also don't just get one phone call you can get multiple phone calls and also calling your lawyer doesn't make you guilty it just makes you like smart (laughs) police also can't track a phone in just like minutes you know they're always like just keep him talking keep him talking like 30 seconds yeah (laughs) It takes hours. I just try to imagine a police drama now with like highly accurate <laughs> timeline. <laughs> it's like a season of twenty four, and like they they get like just a little bit ahead in the case at the end of each season. Yeah, they uh, yeah, and the and the end they probably don't even figure out who it is, or they don't catch them. Something kind of dangerous is like you don't have to wait twenty four hours to report something someone missing. At least like in America, that's what you're made to believe because the first twenty four hours are actually like the most important. That's true. And also, if especially if there's like foul play, mm-hmm. call the police, <laughs> call someone. That's I never that's, I never understood that. Like they're like, well, they could turn back up. You have to wait twenty four hours. I'm like, but if they turn back up, would you not just call them and be like, never mind, they're here. Yeah. Right. Like, why is it why is it a big deal to start looking for them? I mean, like, I guess it's just like, oh, we don't have the manpower or something. Is that what what the? the I think it was more like, oh, people just went off, like went off for a spontaneous day trip somewhere, or Or they or they like you know quote unquote ran away from home, but they're they're like going to come back very soon because they usually do. Right, but something could happen to them out of their control. Like, why would you not want to know this sooner? Yeah, especially if like they have they were supposed to be at work or school or made plans and didn't tell anyone. And especially nowadays with cell phones, when it's so easy just to text someone and say, "Hey, Mm -hmm. I can't make it today. I'm having a personal moment or something." (laughs) It's like it's suspicious if you don't. I feel like I I feel like we've become cynical enough that that just like made sense. Where it's just like, yeah, okay, they probably just like left for a bit. Like, who cares? 
<laughs> but like, let's say you go over to their their house and like the door kicked in, be like, "Well, I gotta wait twenty four hours." Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe they just kicked down the door before they went for ice cream. Yeah, There's exactly. No way to tell. They were just There's so excited. No way. They're like ice cream. <laughs> they were just so excited <laughs> about ice cream. They kicked the front door down. I sw- my dog would do outside. that. He has I, I, you know what? I, I can't say that I wouldn't do that. You just go around the outside of your house and kick the door down in excitement. It really depends on what ice cream it is, but I... Yeah, where it's from. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was talking to Arzu about this, but quicksand isn't, like, automatically a destination. Oh, my God. But no, I actually have had the same conversation with Alex because a- Alex was like, I used to think quicksand was going to be like a bigger deal than it was like and that it was just going to be everywhere yeah yeah there's a john delaney joke about this oh yeah he's like i thought we would have to be prepared by by this by all the cartoons yeah it's like there's it's like there's quicksand everywhere just the second you step outside of like a concrete street suddenly you don't know there could be quicksand and i also found science told me on the (laughs) sciencexplorer.com says that it's impossible to be completely submerged in quicksand because humans are less dense than quicksand and a person would only sink to their chest before they begin to float. Huh. Well, there you but go. But what makes quicksand deadly is his ability to trap and hold people. Ah, uh, so yeah, so if you're if you're if you're either like not with somebody who can go get help or if you're like somewhere where you're just alone in general, then that's that's the issue. Yeah. Actually, my dad's was with his cousin well, he was born and raised in India, and his cousin got in quicksand, and he had to, like, reach out and get him out. So That's scary. I know. So I grew up, like, knowing that, like, my father went through this, though. Okay, so but he's you, like, it's not well, I mean, valid. Yeah, it's like, it's like quicksand. Yes, you should be afraid of quicksand. <laughs> yes, but not in America. <laughs> On the same note of, like, I guess mostly children's media lying to me. Um I also thought wolves were going to be a really big problem. Oh, yeah. Like somebody said near near our elementary school, because it's super developed now where I went to school. But back in the day, it was all farms and forests and whatever. And somebody like, oh, did you hear there was a wolf at the farm like down the street? I'm like, that's it. They're coming. Wolves are relentless. <laughs> like once they once they see a human, that's it. They're going to chase us. Like I thought this was going to be such a problem. How many wolves did you end up seeing? I may have seen one. It may also have not All been right. a wolf. I don't know. <laughs> it was that far away. It could have a really big dog. <laughs> it, honestly, it was a farm, so it could have been. Like, it might have been the same farm, so it was probably a really big dog at this farm that somebody just assumed was a wolf, and that's how rumors get spread. But yeah, well, if yeah, it was a wolf, about, like, I have only ever seen the one. Yeah, if you think about, like, Beauty and the Beast and, like, Big Bag Wolf and Three Little Sword Pigs, Stones wolves got a particularly relentless wolf. In yes, the exactly. Canada. So yeah, I oh. thought this was going to be a problem. Oh, did you guys hear about like never waking up a sleepwalker? I've heard yeah. that, but I don't know where the logic comes from. Yes, this is not true. They say that like the the idea is like a sleepwalker waking them up can like give them a heart attack, which is it's just like waking up someone who is asleep. Wait, so you're oh, so you're saying it's not an issue and we can just we can just like shake them awake. It's it, I guess the same level of danger as just waking up somebody who's like deep asleep, is that it? Yeah, and also, like, if they're doing something dangerous or if they're, like, about to walk outside the house, it's good to actually, like, get them out of it, you mm-hmm. know? Because they could be, like, going off driving. Oh, God. Oh, 
That's honestly really good to know because I did not know that until just now. I know. It's like just these things like they're like, oh, don't wake up the sleepwalker. See what he does. And then there's like usually sitcom hilarity. It was just made up by people who wanted to mess with their sleepwalking friends. Yeah, exactly. She's like, no, no, no. Let's see what he does. Let's see what he does. Well, that that okay. We're learning. I'm learning yeah, science. What else? Like, uh, is there is there any more knowledge you can drop on us? Because I like, yeah, let me see. I don't want to know what. <laughs> I'm looking at the show notes. This thing about chloroform is interesting. I didn't even know that till I saw oh, it. Oh yeah, about what? It won't knock you out right away. Chloroform. It it takes like a few minutes of inhaling it to. Oh. Can you imagine if in all the TV and movies that they did that, they just stayed on the person doing that for five minutes? Just the sheer number of of stories that wouldn't have been able to be told. Oh, I do have I do have one that I can't attribute to any one particular movie or TV show in like specifically, but I but I did think that up until like very recently, I thought that anti gravity chambers existed, like chambers you can float around in. Yes, that would be awesome. It would be awesome. And I think it's just because, like, obviously there's a lot of, there's been a lot of sci-fi, a lot of space, you know, like a lot of futuristic mm-hmm. things, like where these things either existed or like we just see people floating around a lot in space. And so in my mind, I, I don't know, but I, I legit thought that they were actually real. And I, that, that one kind of hurt a little bit when. Yeah, I'm kind of glad they're not real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What they have to do is go fast when they're like a plane. Or something like that. Yeah, and- no, no. I mean, there's, there's like a lot of different things that they do to simulate e- at least like how you're going to feel, but there's no actual anti gravity chamber. You have to actually go to space, which I'm not about to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> do y'all ever think that one day when we're filming movies in space, they're going to be able to do it in space? Oh, you know, that's what they're probably going to do with the next Fast and Furious. They got to go. <laughs> no, I'm saying like they could one day like actually send a crew up to like space. Yeah. One day, like obviously not anytime soon. And then audiences of then will look at our space movies from now and be like, that looks so fake. Oh, my God. I don't know. These are the things I think about. Oh, one of the things like, oh, Mythbusters so good at this, like breaking these (laughs) myths. That's literally what they do. It's like, you know how people when they'll jump like from a really high area, they'll be like, oh, there's water. So let's jump to the water. Oh, that would totally, that would totally break every bone in your body. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, water is softer than ground, but it's not that soft and especially the way that you hit it. I mean, it's just not yeah, you're going you're going so fast and I mean like I don't I don't know the phys- physics behind it, but like I assume that if you go like, you know, straight into it, it could like it's probably still going it's going to still hurt and you're probably going to get hurt, but you might be like better, but I mean, you probably aren't going in straight in. Yeah, have you ever done like a belly flop? Yes, exactly. That exactly. hurts so much. Yep. My mom was really quick to shut this down for my brother and I, like when we saw Tarzan when we were kids, like the cartoon. And like when he's a kid and he jumps off that cliff and winds up in the water where the elephants are. My Mm -hmm. mom was super quick watching this movie to just look at my brother and I and be like, that will kill you. (laughs) Don't try it. And we're like, okay. Okay, Because she knew we would. Yeah. Like at the first opportunity. Yes. Like, uh, Vanessa, do you remember Adventure Island? Yes. Yes, um, it's a water park that's like part of Bush Gardens, Arzu, and they had like a like a cliff area which you could like jump off of. And my friends loved going on it, but I was like scared, of course, because it would hurt. Yeah, it that's literally just hurt. Joke. I don't, I don't understand why people. Yeah, I, a lot of people enjoy doing that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, I'm good. I get smacked by the water. No, thank you. <laughs> no desire, none whatsoever. Oh, another thing that happens is that people think are real is like when you hit glass, the glass will just break and no one gets hurt. There's actually, I was rewatching V. Oh, no. 
absolutely not. There's plenty of things where you like go through a glass thing and you die because you're because it definitely hits your jugular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every so, time. Like, yeah. So in Beep, like she runs into accidentally a glass door and her face is messed up because it's glass. <laughs> but yeah, I was watching like Killing Eve and like Eve like hits like a glass is almost like broken. She just hits it. And I'm like, that glass would like exploded and maybe like hit Sandra O's face. I think it it's funny normal. because I feel like depending on like, you know, what, you know, like what volume of, of which kind of movie you've watched, you believe the like the opposite thing. Because like you're, you're saying it's like, you know, those the glass doesn't break. Everything that I've seen, everyone just dies if they hit glass. Like, oh, okay. So, I, I like, no, like, like they're thrown in, like into a glass table. Oh, that happens okay. a lot. You know, they fall on a glass table, they're thrown into a glass table and then all of a sudden, like they definitely die definitely well it's like the same thing with being hit on the head if they need you incapacitated once is enough if you're the hero there's nothing they can do to you that's going to stop you uh i've just seen like the people like the heroes burst through glass and stuff like that and i'm like you're gonna need some tweezers you get all those little pieces out it's not gonna be pretty oh yeah even if they're walking away with all these little like cuts or whatever from the glass i'm like how are you not constantly wincing from the splinters you not splinters like the little shards you have in your skin yeah. that, like are definitely there i think a good thing to do like if you uh because we've done gone gone through a lot of like the action movie stuff i feel like a good thing to to watch if you know you have a lot of these these like things in your mind and like see how it really happens last action hero oh yeah they that's play into a lot of those things and they they're like wait what it, like it's like oh like at the like when he's like oh yeah this is only a flesh wound like what is this this is not even <laughs> And he's, like, shot in the abdomen. <laughs> I mean, I will admit, like, dr- adrenaline will do a lot for you, but... Yes, but not... But not... at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it won't completely, like, make you not die. <laughs> it makes you invincible. <laughs> it makes you invincible until you need that heroic scene at the end where you're, like, in the hospital with, like, one very stylish bandage somewhere. <laughs> one very stylish bandage. <laughs> it's always, like, very artfully on their head. Yes. Maybe a little sling for their arm. Like, it's all very stylish. Oh, another thing is, like, with all the explosions, because we always see the heroes, they don't look at the explosions, which is good, but they walk away slowly, but they never have, like, hearing loss afterwards, usually. Right. Because oh, yeah. That would rupture. That's another thing that's that's happened a lot recently, I feel, is, like, they actually, like, try to do with sound effects what, you, what would happen after an explosion, which just, like, this entire, like, ringing in the ears. Yes. Yeah. Which, Which I don't is know. Good. If, yeah, like, I don't know if your ears ring or whatever, but I. But obviously, it it has effect on on your earbuds. Well, you know what? Today, I think we learned a lot. Did keeping it informative. I I am very upset with some of the things that I did not know before today. I learned a couple <laughs> things today. <laughs> the Velociraptor thing in particular. I'm like, I can't believe yes. I actually thought they were that big. Oh, Aren't darling, don't chicken? worry about it. I feel like most people don't know that or at least they they didn't when they were watching jurassic park and i definitely it definitely took me until like basically i, I think it was like a couple of years ago until i knew that yeah because i was terrified of those things as a kid those are what scared me more than the t-rex i didn't watch of course park yeah. i was an adult because i am a wimp well, it's, the t-rex <laughs> is the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the t-rex is the is the hero at the end of the day yeah so but that's not how they marketed it <laughs> The T-Rex was something that when I watched it as an adult, I thought was going to be a, a bigger threat than, than she wound up being. I thought she was the thing pursuing them through the whole movie. No, this no. is the Velociraptors. Yeah. She's the true hero. Of the yeah. Movie. True hero. Yeah. She's a badass. 
Befriend T-Rexes, y'all. Well, that's that's the final lesson. Be friends with the T-Rex. So you can find us at the geekywaffle.com or geeky underscore waffle on Twitter and geeky waffle everywhere else on the web. Thank you, Vanessa and Arzu, for sharing your embarrassing beliefs. <laughs> uh, what Thank what you is for reminding what is... me about that horrifying Nutcracker movie? I know. We should and reassuring it. me it wasn't a fever dream. Yeah, no. It was both. It was someone's fever dream that they animated and made into real life. They need to share with everybody else and traumatize a generation of kids. Exactly. Well, we hope you learned something and share your beliefs on our social media. Don't be afraid to get humiliated like we we did. Yes, share your pain. (laughs) Share your trauma like Arzu. (laughs) I'm Candice. I'm Vanessa. I'm Arzu. And stay geeky.